Good morning, everyone. Welcome to chapel. To start out, grab your Sing the Journey books, the green books, and turn to hymn number 54, Longing for Light. Please stand. Good morning and welcome to chapel. 
As we gather this morning, we will be focusing on our need to recognize our own mortality and prepare for a pinnacle experience, the resurrection of Christ. Traditionally, Ash Wednesday begins a 40-day period of fasting to mirror the fasting and temptation of Jesus for 40 days in the desert. In this time, we often abstain from something in our lives, be it dessert, soda, or Facebook, or add something to our lives like meditation, prayer, or spending time with scripture. Ultimately, we strive to focus on the resurrection as something that makes us closer to the Almighty. This morning, as we light the Christ lamp, let us recognize the hope that lies at the end of these 40 days, and know that Christ has risen so that, though we are mortal, the divine is among us. I now invite you to pass the peace. Next we'll sing in the blue hymnal 485, Teach Me the Measure of My Days. This is probably new to a lot of you, so the instrumentalists will play through it once, um, hum along, and we'll skip verse 4. 485 in the hymnal, skip verse 4. So our speaker today is the founder and the CEO of a ministry out of Dallas, Texas, and it's called Time to Revive. Uh, this ministry sets out and visits cities across the nation to build up local churches and then to equip them, equip them to spread the love of Christ in their communities. Uh, the ministry has most recently come to this area and has started Revive Indiana, which has quickly grown and gained a lot of support and enthusiasm. And the speaker grew up in this area. He's actually from Middlebury, Indiana, and you know, he's pretty cool for someone, I guess, who graduated from Taylor University. 
Um, but he graduated with a degree in business and then uh, business administration, and then he got his uh, master's in biblical studies from Dallas Theological Seminary. Then he went on to get his doctorate, doctorate degree at Gordon Conwell Theological Seminary, and he specialized in discipleship and in outreach. And in the time that I've gotten to know him uh, and his vision, I can tell you that he's very passionate and he is determined to ignite hearts for Christ and in this generation. So you could even call him the Paul, the apostle of the US. Please help me uh, welcome Kyle Lance Martin. Amen, thanks. You know, the last time that I was here, I'm gonna kind of float around. You're okay, are you gonna float around with me? No, I don't know. <laughs> you know, the last time I was here, I, used to, I, went to, I thought you were going to make fun of me because I went to Northridge High School. Anybody go to Northridge here? I got a couple supporters. Thank you. Praise the Lord. Um, you know, but I, I went to Goshen College soccer camp. And so this is the last time that I had, have come and really gotten to know this community. And I, I tell you, I feel at home. Those blue hymnals, that's how I grew up. I grew up going to the Church of the Brethren uh, off of uh, Mill Street in Middlebury. And I have to tell you, it really just, there's something about this community that is really special. And I mean this, you really are the salt of the earth. I mean, I've traveled to Seattle, I've traveled to Minneapolis, I've traveled to major cities, Asheville, North Carolina, where I spoke at the Billy Graham Training Center. And I've even traveled to Richmond, California, in the hood of the hood. But when you come here, it just feels like home. And so I just want to encourage each one of you, you guys are right where you're supposed to be today. Now, the Maple Leafs, haven't figured out your mascot name yet, <laughs> but I want to open up in a prayer if I can, and then we're going to just talk about why the Lord's called me here today. So Father, I thank you for this morning. I thank you for the leadership here on this school's campus. I thank you for the professors and the faculty and the staff. I thank you for every student that you brought to Goshen College. And I'm asking that through the Holy Spirit, you just speak to our hearts today. Here in this church, this place of worship, where we welcome your presence. In Jesus' name, amen. You know, the one thing, if you were to ask me about Goshen College, aside from Goshen College soccer camp, what's the one thing that always stands out to me? It's the train tracks. Like, I always think about the train tracks. And did you guys know that in the 1900s, when you were founded, you were put here because of the train tracks. Did you know that? It was so that the students could be transported. <laughs> I don't know, like, I, I just think that's weird that you came on trains to come to college, but, but right here in your own backyard, that's how it happened. And in 1903, I'm gonna, I'm, gonna, I'm gonna get some of this right here. In 1903, I thought this was really intriguing to me. Your president, Noah Byers, he, he called it a culture for service. And so what started to happen in the 1900s in Goshen College was this institution of a heart for service. Man, I think everybody here would admit that when people come here, they have a heart to serve this community and wherever they go. Is that a fair statement? I mean, I know you guys are Mennonites, but you can talk with me. Is that a fair statement? Yeah, man, that's how I grew up. I grew up wanting to serve. But what happened over the course of my life is, is as I went to Northridge High School, and then I went on to, I can't believe you made fun of Taylor University, but as I went to Taylor, something happened in me where I began to flip something. I began to put the service before anything else. 
I want to say something about this because this happened in my own life. Man, my, I had a heart for sports. I was in the professional sports industry. I worked with NBA teams. I got hired by the Dallas Mavericks. I interacted with ESPN and the NBA and the NFL and Major League Baseball and the NHL. My, my job was, it's just what you saw with Jerry Maguire. Anybody, I know this is kind of an old movie, but you guys ever remember that movie with Tom Cruise where he was a sports agent? And everything was about the money. Man, I have to tell you, that became me. To the point where in 2000, I worked the national championship, the Sugar Bowl, the Nokia Sugar Bowl. Remember in the year 2000, we thought the world was going to fall apart? You remember that? Man, I hung out with everybody that thought that. And I am in, in New Orleans, and I brought seven of my best friends, and it was the Florida State versus uh, Virginia Tech national championship. And as I'm leaving one day, I'm in Scottie Pippen's old car. And as I'm sitting in his car with the owner, he said, Kyle, would you... Would you want to be a part owner of one of the largest sports companies in the United States, which at that time it had become the largest? Man, I was so driven, you guys. And I'm in your age. I'm in college at this time. I'm a junior in college, and I'm being offered part ownership of one of the largest sports companies. It's called the Marketing Arm, TMA, in the United States. Man, I was pumped because I was so driven. I was a business guy, and I was all about the cause. I was all about how can I make a name for myself and what's in it for me? In hopes that somewhere in the process, it would bless somebody else. Until my girlfriend, I don't know if you guys are dating here in Goshen College or if you think about dating. But man, I was all about dating in Gosh at, at, Gosh at Taylor. And so because of that, my, my wife now, but who was my girlfriend at the time, she pulled me apart in New Orleans. She, she pulled me to the side, man. And here I am in the height of all of the fame. I, literally, anybody who's who was at these parties. And she looked at me and she said, I don't like who you've become. Man, I've been dating for three and a half years and she decides to pull that card on me. And I wanted to say to her, but do you not know what's to come? Do you not know I have everything figured out? A couple months later, I come back to Taylor and she dumps me. It was the worst time of my life. And yet at that point in my life, it became the best time because for some reason, I, and I want to come down here just for a second. I got to tell you this. I had become everything about my cause. And what I mean by that is, is my focus was all about sports. My heart was in the right place. But when you start interacting with Emmett Smith and Ray Lewis, man, my heart is in the right place. But I had become about the cause, not about Christ. Does that make sense? I was so driven in, in my serving others, I forgot about the essential in my own life. And what I found in Goshen College is in 2002, I love what you guys have stated, even in your own mission values. Just, just listen to what you guys have stated on your website. It says, in 2002, we established five core values. Now watch how this unfolds. It says, we want to be a Christ-centered community, committed to passionate learning, global citizenship, compassionate peacemaking, and servant leadership. Four qualities, listen to this, passionate learning, global citizenship, compassionate peacemaking, and servant leadership. I think those are absolutely incredible, but none of that happens unless you become Christ-centered. In 2002, you said, this is what it is in order for us to do these things. So for the causes to happen, folks, those are absolutely incredible. But it needs to be Christ-centered. 
And so what happened for me in the sports industry, I began to recognize it's not about me, it's not even about the cause, it's about Christ. And through that, now I can go out and do those things. You see, in 1 Corinthians 3, you guys have on, on your website, our foundation must be on Christ first. And when our foundation is on Christ, everything else, your majors that you're doing, man, those things can just take off. But when we have to focus today, and I love that today is Ash Wednesday. I love it that even Protestants can actually celebrate Ash Wednesday. You don't have to be Catholic to just celebrate Ash Wednesday. It started off in the 8th century that we know of, and the whole purpose of Ash Wednesday, you guys, was to turn back to the Lord through the area of repentance. And what happened to me in the year 2000 was I had a year of Ash Wednesdays. I began to recognize, Kyle, it's not about the cause. Yes, that's a good thing. But I had to recognize it was about Jesus. And I feel like in Goshen College at Taylor, if you go to Manchester, if you go to Bethel, I mean, honestly, it doesn't matter to me. What matters is, is that we must be about Christ first. And then serving the others. And then experiencing peacemaking. You guys, I've been invited to Tupelo, Mississippi. It's the most racist community I've ever seen in my life. And I love about the schools, you're about peacemaking. That's my heartbeat. In Matthew 5, it says, blessed are the peacemakers. Peace doesn't happen, though, until you're centered on Christ. And so I literally saw the president of the NAACP, okay, of Lee County, Mississippi, I saw him wash a white pastor's feet whose dad, whose grandfather was a, was a chaplain of the Ku Klux Klan. Peacemaking only happens, causes only happen when we're centered on Christ. And I have to tell you, as a college student, you guys are at the perfect age right now to recognize, am I more about the cause or am I more about Christ? And when I became more about Christ, my life flipped upside down. Little did I know is that as I began to pour into the nation with sports, he now says, good, now I want you to do it for me, Jesus. See, God can use any of your desires and your passions and make those things flourish. But if you do it on your own, it'll fall flat, you guys. In 1 Corinthians 3, after it talks about the foundation of Jesus, it says, if it's not of him, this hay and this, this stubble and stuff, it's just going to burn away. It won't last. If you really want to have an impact in this United States, if you really want to have an impact as a student in the world, be centered on Christ. That is your core value here at Goshen College. Now, I know I'm not getting a whole lot of amens, but is somebody with me? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> you know, I've learned something that the Mennonites, you just nod heads. Did you know that? That's okay, however you express your excitement. <laughs> I love it. Look, I'm just telling you, following Jesus is meant to be fun, not boring. I'm not here to restrict who you are. I'm just asking that you find your relationship in Him. And as you find your relationship in Him, everything else begins to unfold. But sometimes you have to slow down and just reflect. And that reflection is why we do Ash Wednesday. Some of us just need a simple reminder. Hey, guys, are you about Christ or are you about the cause? The cause is a good thing, but it must be Christ first. That's when the learning happens. That's when the peacemaking happens. That's when the other values begin to take place. 
And if you guys would, if you have your Bibles with you, if not, I'll, I'll read it for you. I want to go to a man who had his own Ash Wednesday. His name was King David. And in Psalm 51, David began to recognize it wasn't about him. It was about the Almighty. And he says this in Psalm 51, verse 10. He says, God, create a clean heart for me. And renew a steadfast spirit within me. Do not banish me from your presence or take your Holy Spirit from me. And David begins to say, restore the joy of your salvation to me. Some of you in this room, you knew Jesus a long time ago. But you've lost that joy and that love for being Christ-centered. And when I was a sports guy, and I'm not saying I can't even go back to that because I could, I've just lost the joy of Christ in my life. And David, on an Ash Wednesday, not really, not really, but for that day, he decided to have a spirit of repentance, a spirit of renewal. And he says, restore the joy of your salvation to me and give me a willing spirit. My prayer is, is as Goshen College students or faculty or those that are visiting here this morning, is that your heart would be restored and renewed in Jesus. Because I believe when that happens, the causes take off. The passionate learning actually takes place. The peacemaking in cities, it happens. But it only happens when we're centered on your core value of Goshen College, which is Christ-centered. If you want to remove that, folks, then it doesn't last. If you want it to last for eternity, keep it Christ. And David just says, restore in me. Create in me a clean heart and renew a steadfast spirit. At that point, when my, my girlfriend, who is my wife now, I had a choice. Do I really need to repent of some stuff in my life, or am I okay? Somebody in this room is saying, Kyle, forget you. What you're saying, man, is your deal. But some of you are saying, no, I, I do need to get right with the Lord. I, I can't force anybody to do anything. My job it's very simply what it says in Psalm 51 at the end. When David had his heart restored, he says in verse 13, when that happens, then I will teach the rebellious, rebellious your ways, and sinners will return to you. You see, I can't do what I'm doing here until I have a renewed spirit, until I've been revived in Jesus Christ. And some of you, Karina, mentioned Revive Indiana. You know, Revive Indiana, you know what it's all about? It's just pointing us back to Jesus. It's when you can start bringing Mennonites and Charismatics and Baptists and Methodists and Amish to say, can we just keep it about Jesus Christ? And when we keep it about Christ, then we can go take off with our causes, whatever and however the Lord's wired you. But I believe that that doesn't happen. Revive Indiana doesn't happen at Goshen College. It doesn't happen at Bethany High School. It doesn't happen at Clinton Frame uh, it doesn't happen at Clinton High School. It doesn't happen yesterday. I was at Northwood Middle School. Yesterday afternoon, I was at Shipshawana Scott Elementary. Man, you want to talk about a different group? I was with kindergartners yesterday. <laughs> and now I'm here with college students. But I'd say the same message to them as I'd say to you. Turn to the Lord Jesus Christ. And repent of your sins. Because when you do, there's freedom. And some of us have a weight. And that weight is sin. And he says, if you ask for, for my forgiveness, 
I'll set you free. And when you have freedom, folks, you're going to do exactly what God wants you to do. David said, God, create a clean heart for me. And renew a steadfast spirit within me. We're going to turn it over here to a time of actual repentance. Uh, some of the Goshen College students are actually going to go, do uh, ashes on your foreheads. They're going to walk you through that process. But I felt like in order to get to that point, to really understand it, you actually have to have a desire for repentance and renewal. And the reason is that I've learned for myself, nobody else, I learned that when I keep it Christ, the causes take off. But I learned when I put the cause first, it doesn't last. As Goshen College students, I beg of you, keep it Christ first. Keep it Christ first. When you do, it's going to be a fun journey, and the Lord's going to walk with you in this process. Let's pray. Father, I thank you for every person in this room. I, just, I sense your Holy Spirit here. And I thank you for the word of God that just says, put your foundation on you. And when we put our foundation on you and we turn to you and we ask for forgiveness and we seek this repentance and we pray and we cry out to you, you said you'll set us free. And so, Father, very simply, if we've been walking with you for 40 years or some of us don't even have a relationship with you, I pray that every one of us right now begin to do a self-evaluation. A self-examination of, do I really believe that Christ is the center of my life? Father, I just, I love you. I thank you for the, the chaplain here. I thank you for the worship team here. And I ask that you take what's been said today, and I pray that it's been glorifying and encouraging to everybody here. Father, we love you, and I ask that you bless this school. In the name of Jesus, amen. Thanks, Kyle. Now we will move into a time of response and reflection. <clears throat> We're reminded today of our mortality. One way we could acknowledge this is by receiving ashes on our bodies. At this time, you're invited to come forward and receive this reminder. Elisa and I will be placing a cross with ashes either on your forehead or hand, <clears throat> saying the words, remember that you are dust, and to dust you shall return. As people come forward, the rest of the congregation is invited to sing. Um, Bobby will be leading that. As Paul said, we will hold those going forward with our song, and the first hymn is 553 in the hymnal, the blue hymnal, 553. Um, Feel free to come forward, and the instruments will carry the weight during the singing. 
555 in the same book. I need thee every hour. Verses 1, 2, and 5. In the Green Book 81, Take, O Take Me As I Am. 81 in the Green.
In the same green book, 57, your will be done. Our final song will be 430 in the hymnal, 430, God be with you till we meet again. And for some of us, this will be the last time we see each other before we get back from spring break. So this hymn is appropriate in that regard. Um, Hear this benediction. Go in peace and may the holy God surprise you, Christ Jesus be your partner, and the lively spirit call your steps. Please stand, 430.